This is Limitless Spirit, a practical, inspirational, and thought-provoking weekly podcast about the impact of faith and Christian identity in today's world. And now here's your host, champion of Jesus and people who love him, world traveler and co-founder of World Missions Alliance, Helen Todd. Welcome to episode 10 of the Limitless Spirit podcast. The topic of wealth within Christian faith has many different views. By some of this viewed as an offense to faith, others as an obstacle, and yet others consider it the outcome of faith. And each one of these views has followers who have taken it to the extreme. Each one of them pulls verses out of the Old and New Testament alike to support the idea. But the questions remain, is it okay to prosper? Who should prosper? How much is too much? And are people supposed to tithe? And if so, where should we tithe? Today, I'm discussing these questions with Danny Skaggs, a friend and a business owner who have known lean times and prosperous times, and in both of these conditions have leaned heavily on his faith in God and the passionate pursuit of the Word of God. His journey resulted in a wonderful book, Prescription for Breakthrough. Today, we will talk about the uh, financial success, money. It's a subject that is always on people's minds. It's a, the pursuit of financial success is one of the driving forces of humanity. And so with that come questions on how do we approach it from the perspective of our Christian faith. So the first question is, do you think it is okay for people to prosper? Yes, I do, Helen. And the long answer to that is that God told Adam, be fruitful and multiply. After he destroyed the world and Noah was out of the ark, he told him, be fruitful and multiply. He told that to Abraham, and he changed it a little bit with Abraham. He said, I will multiply you. So multiplication, being fruitful, is, I think, a paradigm of heaven. And I think that's how God created us, and that's what he expects. And then when Joshua was going into the promised land, he said, don't let my word depart out of your mouth, and you will be successful. So he was establishing a precedent with Joshua to keep the word of God in his mouth, and he would be fruitful and multiply. And then when Jesus came to earth, he said, I do only what I see my father do. I say only what my father says. And of course, you know, he multiplied fish, multiplied bread, he healed people. But there was a multiplication, a success everywhere Jesus went. And then some of his last words to us were, whatever I have done, you will do, and you will do even greater. He said, just wait for the power. Wait to be imbued with power from on high. And so when, Holy, when we're baptized in Holy Spirit, We have the power of God in us for multiplication and for being fruitful for success. So is it okay to prosper? Yes. I think that's a foundational principle of the kingdom of heaven. But how do we define prosperity? Because Jesus's prosperity and Jesus's success was not necessarily tied to finances. It was something greater than money, correct? Uh, yes, of course, money is a tool. And I, you know, I think people get one of the scriptures that Paul quoted, I think he said, the love of money is the root of all evil. And people forget what that says. And they just say money is the root of all evil. Well, that's a misquote. It's the love of money. It's when money becomes our God, that it is the root of all evil. 
But, you know, Jesus even made a, a promise to us, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and I'll give you all of the things that money would buy. Very true. So who do you think should prosper? Everyone. I think any believer that has confidence in God's word and what God intends for us, I think any believer will prosper. Prosperity, just as money is a tool, prosperity, to me, it's one of the signs that follow a believer. Not that we're all wealthy and we can throw money around but that our life is full. It's nothing broken, nothing missing. Everything is there. One of the Proverbs says, somebody who is full loathes a honeycomb. So it doesn't say, you know, how much food they have that made them full. It just said if if they have all the food they need so that they're full, you put a honeycomb in front of them and they say, not right now, I'm full. If we're following God's word, if we're seeking him and his righteousness first, he's going to provide our needs. And we had some trials and some tribulations in our life that were financially related, and he supplied those needs. It didn't happen all at one time. It was a testing. It was a developing for us. Let's not use the word test. Let's use the word it was was a development program. The more we praised, the more we blessed, the more we spoke his promises over our circumstances, the more they changed and the more provision that was there. And we weren't doing it to get wealthy. We were doing it to survive. We were doing it to be successful. And certainly he made us successful. Well, this brings me to my next question. Do you think there is such thing as too much wealth? And how much is too much? Too much is, you know, we're again, we're trying to measure the tool. And there's a parable of a guy that was very successful. And so he had a bumper harvest and he didn't have room to store it. And so he decided to build bigger barns. And the parable that Jesus told said, you were foolish. You know, your soul is required of you tonight, and this is going to go to somebody else. It's not going to do you any good. So how much is too much? It's, it's, I think it is relative to what's going on in your soul. How is your soul prospering? Money, things are just tools. But the true wealth is in our spirit, in our soul. Are we prospering? What are we doing for others? I think there is a whole lot of emphasis in the New Testament on giving. And I think what a person gives is revealing of how their soul is prospering. That's a great observation. Yeah, a stingy person is not prospering in their soul. They're afraid. There's fear that they're going to run out. And the resources of heaven are not exhaustible. They never run out. So if we are giving by the instruction of the Lord, if we're giving with a cheerful heart, there is a universal law that says what you give is going to come back to you. 
Well, I remember how in your book, Prescription for Breakthrough, you were mentioning the episode when you were very desperate for money for your business, and yet God compelled you and Kara donate a large amount of money to your church to purchase the new air conditioning and how it produced phenomenal results. Yeah, I... Uh came to an understanding as I reflected, as I was writing the book and reflecting on all the miracles that happened, when I got to that particular story or that particular part of the story, it occurred to me that we used as big of a measure as we were able to use then. And so that measure came back to us. And in the book, as I was writing it, I was able to get it into a different concept. And the measure that we used in giving to the church took care of that entire need that that church had. And it was a financial need. It was uh, for the air conditioning there. But without that air conditioning, they weren't functioning. So it took care of a financial need that made them functional again. And so the measure that came back was enough to make us functional again. Praise God. Uh, Yeah. Praise God. It's awesome to look back on that. What I saw at the time as just nothing but a problem, that the church has this need. It doesn't look like it's going to be met. We're about to start losing money. We had enough money in the bank to cover that need. And the irony is that instead of presenting a need to us or a problem, the Lord was presenting an opportunity for us. And if we can see that, it was an opportunity to give with a guaranteed return. I think Luke 6.38 is stated in such a way that it's a universal law. I mean, it's... It's definite. If you give, it will be returned to you in whatever measure you use. We didn't give that gift thinking, well, we're going to get a multiple of that amount of money back. That wasn't. We just gave knowing we we need God's help. His word says give and it will be given back to you. So we're going to give this amount of money as an act of faith, knowing that he sees all things, and he will honor that gift. And we were desperate when we gave that money. We knew that within just a few short weeks, like two or three or four, we were going to be losing money. And we gave that money anyway, just out of the belief that there is no lack in the kingdom of heaven. The measure that you use is what will come back to you. So the measure you use is relative to your circumstances. And in the book, I talked, I I wish that we had more information about the lady that gave the two copper coins, the two mites in the temple treasury. And hers was relative. Everybody else was putting in silver and gold coins into the temple treasury. And she put two little bitty copper coins in there that were not worth much. But he said she gave the most because it was relative. 
So, you know, all my life, I thought, man, if I could give this huge gift, that would just really get the attention of heaven. And that thinking is in error. What really gets the attention of heaven is the size of the gift relative to your circumstances. So Kara and I really were giving the two copper coins. We were giving everything. Wow, that's a great point. Too much or too little is definitely relative to the circumstances because each one of us is in a different position. Right, exactly. Well, that brings me to the next question. What is your view of tithe? Okay, well, that's a, that's a good question. I've heard that kicked around all my life, and I have had friends that did not want to tithe, and so they said that is a part of the law, and Jesus did away with the law. But what they didn't realize is that Abraham actually set the precedent on the tithe when he gave a tenth to Melchizedek, and Melchizedek is a type of Christ. So Abraham set the precedent by giving to a type of Christ. And if we are, and you know, Ephesians and Galatians tell us, especially Galatians, I think, tells us we are the promised seed of Abraham. We are, we are the seed. Jesus is the promised seed of Abraham. And if we believe in Jesus, we become the seed of Abraham by adoption. So if we're going to follow the precedent set by our father Abraham, we're going to tithe. It has nothing to do with the law. The law was not a promise. But Abraham had a promise about the seed. And ultimately, we are the seed of Christ. And we're the seed of Abraham through Christ. Let me say it that way. Ultimately, we are the seed of Abraham through Christ. And as such, we should follow Father Abraham's example and tithe. Okay, so where should we tithe? Well, the Bible mentions to the storehouse, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So I think the tithe should go to your local church. I know people look at that differently. Kara and I take the tithe to our local church, and then what we give above the tithe goes to other worthy institutions or causes. So do you think that God provides all of our needs? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think that you have experienced it in your life more than once. Right. And not only he provides our financial needs, but he provides our emotional needs, our spiritual needs, our physical needs, and even the needs that we're not aware of. Right. Well, thank you so much, Danny, for being um, on this podcast. I, I believe that what you have shared will be a great encouragement and inspiration to many people. And I pray that God continues to bless you and Kara because you are truly very faithful in the way that you serve him and in the way that you love him. Thank you, Helen. Danny Skaggs is a founder of a successful pharmaceutical business, Pharmacy Unlimited. He started his business from a dream, almost failed the first year, and faced many unexpected challenges along the way. His business survived and thrived, but through the process of building it, he has discovered something more valuable than gold. 
This is in fact the title of chapter three of his book. The title of the book is Prescription for Breakthrough, Applying Transformative Faith Principles to Your Biggest Challenges. I agree with Danny that wealth and poverty are not measured by the amount of money that we possess, but rather by the relation of our heart towards our possessions. I think John Wesley said it well in his famous sermon on money, gain all you can, save all you can, and give all you can. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this subject. You can write to me at podcast at rfwma.org. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Limitless Spirit with Helen Todd, produced by World Missions Alliance. Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone? Do you have a passion to help people and share your faith across the globe? Visit our website, rfwma.org, and get involved in the Great Commission through short-term missions. We hope you'll leave a review and check out other episodes. We'll be with you in a week on our next episode of Limitless Spirit.